Driver off the first, you hit it OB. So it's back to the box, hitting three off the tee. Skull wedge to the front of the green, then three putt. I think it's time for a drink. Grab a beer and some friends. We'll go till we reach the 19th hole at the end. Keep it rolling till the sun goes down. Support for the Friars Golf Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. Enjoy 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the code T-F-G-P-M-A-N. That's T-F-G-P-M-A-N at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 14 million balls. All right, well, welcome back to another edition of the Friars Golf Podcast. Uh, This is Scott Alphin, your host. Uh, Excited for another podcast recording here today. We've got a special a uh, special VIP guest host, uh, one of my favorite people uh, in the world, one of my favorite friars, no, no questions asked, and and uh, he's a he's a he's a fan favorite of everybody out there, Mister Hayes Wood. Hayes, welcome to the show, bud. And I think Hayes has already been disconnected because he's in Utah and he's got horse and buggy. So we're we're gonna move right along, and hopefully Hayes will join us back, but. Our, our our main point of this conversation today was uh, to connect with, you know, a, a really special guest who actually is a professional golfer and uh, a former uh, Friars Young pro. Uh, he's worked his he worked his way up through the ranks of the uh, of the mini tours, uh, and is currently on the Corn Ferry Tour, uh, kind of sitting in Panama right now as we are recording this, getting ready for a tournament. Uh, welcome, Mr. Chad Tootin to the show. How you doing, bud? What's going on, Scott? How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you're able to join us, man. I, I know you've got a lot going on, and 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 uh, we're we're really thankful that you're able to join us. You've had a a real nice stretch the last few weeks. You know, kind of a I think it's a kind of a T four and T three, right? Yeah, yeah. It's um honestly the best start I've ever had to a year. So it's kind of a kind of a breath of fresh air to start a year that way, and especially when you go to a golf course that you literally, literally I was not planning to go to because I had never broken 77 out there in tournament round. So um, I was like, you know, might as well just go. It's the beginning of the year and look what happens. Right. So you, you really never know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, those stars align sometimes, right. It just was, was all falling into place. Right. And yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah. So um, I, I know you've got some, you know, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Cause you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm always excited to see this myself, uh, but you, you guys, uh, you and your wife, Becca, her name's Becca, correct? Mm-hmm. That's you, right. Yeah. You, you guys had some big news that popped up the last couple of weeks, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're expecting, uh, a child. Congratulations, uh, brother. Con- thank congratulations. you so much, man. It's, it's, it's just the coolest. Um, we're, 
we're we're just so happy. It, it the due date is uh, July nineteenth, and that's uh that's kind of around like my our entire family's birthdays, which is kind of funny. Um, but we uh we're we're over the moon, and you know, like I said, like starting the year like I did um, has really just kind of added to the excitement. So, I mean, and let let me go ahead and say like I, I feel a little bit selfish in saying this too, but Becca is infinitely more excited than i am but i am like crazy excited too it's i I just feel like once i get like closer to you know the actual date get the nursery set up you know get all that going then it'll be it'll be you know the real deal right like it's coming it'll be right there so it'll we're so excited yeah it'll be here before you know it and you know, yeah. fortunately, you got some. You, you got a lot of things to focus on, so a lot of your attention will be, uh, you know, still on trying to do what you need to do on the golf course and uh, yeah, and get that done. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, Hayes. Okay. Hey, I just every, Hayes, you still there? <laughs> well, j- just so everybody knows, we have Mr. Hayes Wood. Uh, he's a special guest host with us tonight. Um, unfortunately he has, uh, got some people in his basement on like a wagon wheel pumping his Wi-Fi. <laughs> so we're not too sure if he's going to be able to stay connected or not, but he's going to chime in when he can. Hayes, are you there? Yeah. Hey, Hayes dropped off again. So it looks yeah. like it may be just <laughs> the two of us for the, for, the bu- <laughs> for the bulk of this. So let's, That's let's good, just, let, let's just jump right into like, you know, like the golf stuff because, you know, we got a couple of things to talk about. What, but what got you into golf? You know, obviously as a as a young person, like what got you into it, and then what did that progression look like going up through high school and college and all yeah. that? So um, I feel like my story is just a little bit different than the huge. Um, you know, especially nowadays, like most of the junior golfers like get started really young, get recruited like. 12, 13, 14 years old to go to a bigger D1 school and they're already set. Like that's, that's kind of the deal now. Well, for me, I really didn't pick up a golf club till I was about 13 years old. I was way bigger into basketball. I was a heavy, heavy basketball fan. I played it, loved it, lived it for um, probably, probably seven to eight years of my, my younger life. Um, I, I played all through high school. I loved it. It was, uh, it was super fun for me. Um, I started off for years and we ended up winning the state championship my junior year of high school in basketball, which was like my pinnacle. Like that was it, right? So um, Chad was low post center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, right. there, there, there's Hayes again. Hayes, Hayes has got the wagon wheel working again. Yeah, Chad, Chad doesn't. He's shy to tell you, but he was he was the low post center. He was the Charles Barkley of his team. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, 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 Hayes, but while you were disconnected a few minutes ago, I told all the listeners, I said, hey, we got a special guest host. Hayes Wood is here. He's got his people in his basement on the wagon wheel pumping the Wi-Fi, so he may be in and out. <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah, it's going to be a hit or miss tonight. I don't know what's going on. Just- so, 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 Hayes, while we have you, welcome to the show. We're thrilled to have you as a guest host, brother. Pleasure's all mine. <laughs> go, go ahead, Chad. Yeah, so, so – just continuing, um, like I, I really didn't have a, a golf club in my hand until I was about 13, um, and that's because so my parents got divorced when I was young. 
my mom started dating her now husband, um, which is my stepdad. And he was a, he was a plus five. Like he was by far the best player in the area and it wasn't even close. And he, you know, he played a little bit professionally, but he won't tell you that. It was more just amateur stuff. Played the minute, mid-am a few times and stuff like that. But he, he doesn't play a terrible amount now. But he's the guy that really started me into kind of playing. Um, and actually, so kind of leading up to, like, after my junior year. So I actually had um, a few offers to go, like, small division one to play basketball. Um, okay. And that was that was something in my life that was – you know, that, that literally, literally wrapped around my entire life. Like, that's what I wanted to do. You know, I knew it would be hard, obviously, being like, at that point, I was like 5'8", like 160 pounds. Like, yeah. uh, somebody in that up. frame wouldn't. Yeah, you're yeah, going to get beat absolutely. up st- all the time. I am yeah. going to get ruined. Yeah, <laughs> and I knew that. Um, so, what ended up happening was um, my, about two months before my, like, we were actually in like training for the year for the basketball team. Um, I ended up getting the swine flu. And at that time it was like the H1N1 virus, like the big deal, like in Georgia, there were like almost no cases. So they had no idea what it was. Um, I was in the hospital for like, I believe it was 17 nights. So 18 days total Um, ended up going from like 165 to 145 in weight. Holy cow. Um, Ended up like, Long story short, like I, I basically ended up not playing my senior season because I lost like every mode of like muscle in my body. Like I, I had to basically relearn to run again and stuff like that. Like I lost so much weight and so much muscle and um, memory, really. Um, but so that kind of led me to like wanting to play like more golf because it was actually good for me and my body to kind of move. And like I, I needed to find something you know, that, that would keep me busy, um, and to keep my body moving, but not as impactful, if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah. picked up, picked up golf a little heavier. Um, we had a decent high school golf team. We weren't great, but, um, we had a smaller high school. So we had, uh, like, you know, the competition was okay. It wasn't great. We always made it to state. Um, but I really didn't, my junior year was the first time I actually played on the team. And then my senior year is when I started like actually like in the top six or whatever that we had on our team. Um, and I instantly fell in love. I instantly, you know, that kind of motivation that I had from on the basketball court, like it immediately went to like my practices, you know, everything that I wanted to do, wanted to get, you know, fit for new clubs and everything and all that. And, um, and I was immediately hooked. Like, 1000% hooked. So, um, go through my year, ended up like my, my junior year, I was averaging like 82 or something. And mm-hmm. my sophomore year, I ended up averaging like, or sorry, my senior year I ended up averaging like 77 at the end of the year. And like literally zero teams in college golf will take a 77. I'm sorry, but it's just not going to happen. Right. So I was like, this is in the road for me. I didn't really have too much. And uh, I ended up running into a um, college golf coach. His name's Mike Carlisle. He's at USC Aiken, um, which is a smaller D2 school. And he was like, I know you're good. I've seen your progression. You need to go play somewhere. And I'm like, okay, where would that be? 
So I literally walked on to a junior college in Albany, Georgia, like Southwest Georgia, um, called Darton College. And it was a junior college, two-year community school, pretty much. But they were really, really well-known for their golf in the junior college world. Um, they had won, like, before I'd gotten there, they had won, like, 14 national championships or something crazy like that. Um, so I knew I was in a good spot. I literally walked on to a junior college. Um, went and got fit. The coach there um, is a hell of a guy. His name's Dale Dover. And uh, he's the guy that I credit with so much of my success and so much of the years that I've put into it because he actually taught me how to play. He taught me, you know, everything top to bottom, you know, on course management and, you know, managing your time, actually learned how to practice, all that kind of stuff. And my first year, I ended up averaging just over par. It was like 72.3. And I was a freshman of the year within, with literally within two years of me actually like playing competitive golf. So um, at that point, I, I had an offer to transfer to Armstrong State in Savannah, Georgia. And I took it and I played there for three years and uh, ended up winning five times there. Um, two-time uh, Ping All-American first team. Um, and I guess my junior year was really when I wanted to, you know, kind of start or I guess continue pursuing the golfing world. And and that's that's kind of how I got started in the in the professional world of the, yeah. of the golf. No, that's that, that's an yep. interesting story. You know, I I uh, I didn't start playing golf. No, I, I'm not nowhere near comparing my golf game to you, but <laughs> yeah, but I, I I didn't start playing golf until I was 22 or okay. so or so. But I was a former basketball coach, so kind of like a similar mm. similar background. But I got I was a coach and uh, got into golf because it was you know something that I needed to get into for you know business and building relationships and stuff like that. It's it's interesting that golf is one of those things that you can do for like a lifetime, you know, and, and absolutely. It, it seems that you are like, a, I shouldn't say late bloomer, but you, you may, you, you know, you still may not be, be at your prime, right? You're still, you're exactly right. Yep. You're still, you're still trying to get there. That's honestly, and it, it's the beauty of the game because you, you truly never know when you peak, but you never know when it, you, you can last as long as you want to, as long as you're healthy and, able to move you know and that's, that's a story that's a story of my life Shad. yeah that's a story of my life <laughs> right Hayes yeah I mean you just got to <laughs> tighten up that short game a little bit when you get older <laughs> <laughs> we've got Hayes back everybody Hayes jumping here you got I know you know Shad you know spit some questions at him you know everybody wants to hear hear what you have to say too uh, Uh-oh. oh I think the wagon wheels are pumping <laughs> Hey, Hayes, Hayes, are you still there? Well, we can't hear Hayes, but he's dropped off yeah. again. Unfortunately, this is the uh, nature of the beast with technology. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. So, so, so uh, take us through, uh, Shad, what does your schedule look like this year? Like, I know you're, this is your, what, third tournament of the year so far? Yep. Yep. Starting my third of the year. Um, and, and, so, and, and so what does it look like going forward? Is it, you know, you have it mapped out already? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, they, they gave us the schedule like October of last year. So we, you know, you kind of know what the deal is. Um, and I'm, I'll, this is my third season, my fourth year on the Corn Ferry tour. So 
it um it kind of <laughs> it's it's really similar in um the kind of the outline of it but this year actually changed just a little bit at the end but we have 26 events um we're starting our third event it goes from like the second week of january until like the first week in october i believe and uh i plan on playing a lot i plan on playing you know probably 23 to 24 events through the year um i'll have to take one off in the middle there's two weeks of seven and seven weeks in a row so i'll have to take one week off in between there plus with uh with the baby on the way i may have to take one or two extras off so um my plan is to obviously you know i got started uh, i got off to a great start but it would be nice to kind of wrap stuff up pretty early to be able to you know kind of make it easier to plan the rest of my year out and not feel bad about taking off weeks <laughs> at sure. the end of the year yeah i'm, I'm hoping y'all can hear me we can hear you oh brother. yeah oh my i moved downstairs i got closer to the epicenter Good. Good. All, all those I, guys. I didn't hear the. I didn't hear the original clubs. What version of the Tommy Armor Blades did you have in your bag when you were eighteen? <laughs> Who's that? Me? Yeah, you. What were the first blades? I know. Yeah, I had my first set of clubs were a set of Spalding blades that my dad got from a. Um, it, it was actually a neighbor's. Uh, like garage sale that they were having. And that's what I had. I had a set of Spalding Blades when I was 17 years old or 16 years old when I first started playing. And then things were pure, man. Ooh, they were good. Is that what you played with, Hayes? <laughs> yeah. I think Hayes is gone again. Yeah. Hey, so 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 t- tell us, uh, you know, walk us through – well, I mean, you, I'm sure you've played so many unbelievable rounds of golf, Shad. So, like, mm-hmm. one of like, pick out one of your most memorable rounds of golf, and you know, walk us through like the back nine coming down the stretch, and like, you know, tell us tell us where that was, and how yeah. how important that round of golf was for you know you and your career, and and the pressure, and just maybe mm-hmm. just just walk us through a couple holes. Yeah, I have a couple. So um, the first one that comes to mind is the first and only time, thank the Lord, but the first and only time I've ever had to go through Q School um, for the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, And it was in the final stage. It was at Orange County National in Florida. And um, I was was in the hunt the whole week. I I was playing great. Um, And that particular year in Q School, it was going pretty deep. So it was like, I believe I was – 13 or 14 under through three rounds. And I was like in the top 10, I believe. Um, and, but you know, when it, when the scoring's that low, you kind of have, you know, you have to kind of keep going. So, uh, I, I kind of got off to a re- like a slowish start. I was like even par through like six holes and, uh, my caddy and I kind of looked at each other and we're like, all right, we, this is about the time we need to start doing something here. And, uh, I ended up, like through the middle stretch, I had a middle stretch of six holes where I birdied five of the six out of five out of the next six in a row. And, uh, like that kind of set me up. And I mean, at, at that point I kind of got into cruise mode, but there is literally no pressure like Q school, man. It is unbelievably like breathtaking, like, like literally pain shattering, like pressure that I have, I had never felt in my life before that. 
Is that like, like is that is that like on every shot? Like you know, every shot is that oh. important. Oh, it's so important. Yeah, yeah. And it's at that point, you know, it was top forty-five and ties that got you in. And from from where I finished, I finished thirteenth in it. And from where that forty forty-first position was, was two shots. So literally, if I you know if I didn't birdie whatever I did, or if I made a couple bogeys coming down the stretch, I probably wouldn't have got a start. So that's how close, like I ended up finishing 18 under for the week. If I shot 15 under for the week, I didn't get a start until the sixth, sixth tournament of the year. Holy so that's God. how like close and like how strenuous it is. Um, another, another example I said I had two. The second example was actually last week. Um, third round, I had a really, really, really rough day. I shot under par, but it was a day to where I hit the ball unbelievably well and made just nothing it was and, one of those days so and, and, la- and last week you were in the bahamas i was in the bahamas i in was bahamas. in abaco i okay. played the abaco club it's unbelievable it is unbelievable it's one of the coolest places i've ever been um but uh yeah so just to kind of set the story so i was like i was one back after the second round and then like shot one under the third day and it was the easiest day out there and i basically got lapped so at that point, I went from being in contention to not really. So it's kind of hard to kind of wake up the last day and be like, all right, you know, let's, you know, let's get moving. You know, a good round could put you way up there. And um, ended up having kind of a slower start. Um, and Becca was actually out there with me this week. And she's pregnant. So, you know, I kind of have that on my mind, too. Um, and I ended up burning six, eight, and nine. So I was three under through the front. But I look up after my ninth hole, and Becca's gone. I don't know where she is. I hadn't <laughs> seen her in a couple holes. Like, and our deal was she's like walking nine holes, and then she goes and sits on the, you know, in the air condition. Yeah, like, yeah. Because she can't get overheated and all that. So, um, so here I am, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Like my mind is like racing because at this point, like I hadn't talked to Becca. None of the rules officials has come up to me and said anything to me, which is very odd. Like yeah. I, I, I really made a point to where like I, I really need to know like where she is and how she's feeling and all that. And then um, at that point, I, I'd made a few pars, but like I, I was talking to my caddy. I'm like, I'm not here. I'm not here. Like this is the final round of like a big tournament, and I'm like mentally, I'm just not here. Like you got to keep me in this. And it, this is a good story because my caddy um, really, like, truthfully, like, if it wasn't for him, I would have been – I mean, I, I couldn't care less about the golf tournament at that point, like, mentally, in my mind. Like, I was like, I got to go check on my wife because she's pregnant. I don't know what happened. Right. So, um, 13 tee box is a – it was a pretty tough tee ball, like, a pretty serious tee ball, kind of a doll leg right but the wind was heavy off the right. Like wind was howling that day and it was blowing like 30 off the right. If you, if you get anything turning with the wind, it is just like 50 yards in the ocean. Like you have no chance of keeping the ball in play. Um, and one of the, one of the rules officials, um, the head rules official, actually JD, he come up to me and I finally saw somebody that, you know, I could talk to and I was asking, blah, blah. He ended up allowing me to text her, and she said she was perfect. She's all good. She just needed to go rest. And I was like, here we go. Game on. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So ended up hitting the perfect tee shot right in the center of the fairway, and my caddy looked at me. He's like, all right, you ready to go? 
I was like, let's do it. <laughs> so uh, 13 was a really hard golf hole and I ended up making par there. Um, long story short, I ended up burning 15, 16, and 18 down the stretch in order to kind of backdoor a top five. I finished tied for third, which was a – it's so funny how golf is, man. It's crazy. Um, yeah, that, but, I mean, like, yeah. I, I literally, like, signed my scorecard, and I'm like, shit, like, I, I got to have my caddy come in here with me because – I literally don't remember what the hell I did on the holes. Like it's crazy, but I really don't like it. And it's the only time it's ever happened in my entire career to where I had no idea, like literally no idea, like what I did on the holes. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, it, it shows, but, it shows how important that those, those people outside, it shows how important things outside of golf really are. Oh you my know? gosh, man. It's, it's, it's nuts. It's, it, at that point, like it's just completely secondary. Like, yeah. I was just totally worried about how Becca was feeling and like everything like that. But well, um, I, I, well, I'll, I'll bring this up because uh, I remember that we played together in San Antonio, uh-huh. um, and you got a text or a call from Becca when we were on the course that she had she wasn't feeling well, and mm-hmm. and, and you were you were borderline like heading to the clubhouse and getting on the plane. <laughs> yeah, it, you remember That's this? Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm yes. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean that it's the important stuff in life, man. You know, so and it honestly, it it's it's kind of obviously I'm married and have a child on the way, but it's especially with her. Um, just to kind of give some background, like she she has she has what's called lupus, which is a um, kind of an auto autoimmune disease that kind of long story short, like forces your body to kind of attack itself. So we've been through the damn ringer with her help, like ever since we've known each other. So it's kind of like, I feel like I'm more of a caretaker for her than she is for me most of the time. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, that's just kind of how our relationship is. And um, it, I, I, I kind of have to know everything about it and all that. I, so I, I like to get her take on that, Chad, see what she had to say. <laughs> yeah. She, oh, she would roast me. I, I promise you. Hayes, are you back? I see Hayes on the screen, but he's not able to talk. He's gone again. That's crazy. What? Well, well, uh, tell t- tell tell me and tell everybody out there listening. You know, I know you're a part of the Fry the Friars Young Pro Program, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like I am. Tell tell us a little bit about that because I think we should promote that because it's a great group of guys and and, and gals yeah. at this point. But, but tell us a little For bit sure. about tell tell everybody a little bit about that and what that's all about and how that's kind of maybe helped you a little bit through the way. Yeah, sure. So, um, especially with the young pro program, like, you know, it's, it's really hard for us to go on a golf trip and to actually enjoy it because everything that we do basically is, you know, paying for a, for a, a tournament and not being able to actually enjoy the golf course, enjoy the dinners after enjoy the people that you're around. Like that's, that's, completely out of the ordinary for anything that I had ever experienced personally before getting into the young pro friars, um, program, but it it definitely, especially for, you know, actually having something kind of sort of at the end of the year to be able to look forward to and to be able to see the same people, um, consecutively for years and have, have them actually be able to follow you, you know, I actually have a couple of people that are actually now my sponsors from that. Um, and I get, I get, I, I, I couldn't even 
15 to 30 messages a week from the friars, you know, just, just encouraging, you know? Sure. Um, and it, it's, it's really, it's really something that um, I've never really gotten to be able to do is go on these nicer golf trips, especially when I was younger, because I didn't really grow up with much. So it, it was any vacation was just, you know, going to go into a Georgia Bulldogs football game or something like that. Like it wasn't like a big deal, right. like in our, in my life to be able to do that. So any kind of, any kind of trip, like the one you explained in San Antonio or something means, means the world. And it, and it, it especially being able to do it with the great people that I have made close friends with a lot of close friends with um, through the Friars. It's, it's really neat. And especially, especially getting to know the young pros. And I guess I'm between me and T-Bass. Like, I feel like we're kind of the, I would say more of the veteran guys with the players and like who's been there and stuff. Um, so it, it's, it's nice to have number one contacts for them to be able, the rest of the young pros to be able to talk to us about it, but to be able to have the, the social networking and um, especially wherever we go to be able to, you know, provide a, provide a house to stay at, or, you know, just go out to dinner one night or even, even bring them to the golf tournament to come out and watch. Like, yeah, that's, exactly. it's the coolest thing to be able to experience. Yeah. I, I, it, it was great to, to get, you know, I've, I've gotten to know several of the young, young, young pros, I guess at this point, mm-hmm. but uh, in San Antonio it was a great event and some, some great players. You, you guys had a oh, heck of yeah. a, you guys had a heck of a match coming down the stretch with <laughs> yeah we did b- between you and I think Jessica and that's right um you know what, what's what's the I I don't know everybody's now I know Anna and then there's the the, the guy the guy uh-huh. that the guy that won the Met tournament at set set the course record up there at at, at, yeah. at, uh, at Beth Page um oh, it's I, slipping my net slipping sl- my mind I'm sorry yeah same I know, here I know Joe Lucier and Gunnerman and then. Um, oh my gosh! I uh, called him. I called uh, him a week ago. It's Ryan. Um, yeah, uh, I forget his last name. Anyways, yeah, that's look, right. Yeah, look I'm him sorry. up. Look him up. He has the competitive um, uh, course record. Course record at Beth Page Black. That's right. Yeah, he uh, shot sixty-three the final round to win. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Beth yeah. Open, which is a the biggest, the biggest state open anywhere around there. Like it is. The the tournament to win if you're going to win one up there it's it's pretty awesome for sure for sure so 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 tell us a little bit about um you know I think this is interesting about I think I read something that you've never had like a golf lesson yeah or, or a coach yes. you know it's kind of like sure. like 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 Bubba Watson that's what they always say yeah. about him is he's never had a golf lesson <laughs> yeah like don't it, compare me to him I'm so much better looking <laughs> than that guy I'm sorry but. <laughs> I'm just kidding. um, No, yeah. So I guess being able to, I, I, one of, one of my, I think best traits, especially within the golf world is to be able to kind of delineate what you want to listen to and what would actually benefit you. Um, And that's, that's kind of what really I do. Like I, I don't really try to mimic anyone. I'm especially with, you know, like the golf swing or like technical stuff. Like I'm, I'm one of the most non-technical players that you'll ever play with. And I feel like since I've owned that and known that, 
um, I've gotten better. And specifically because I, I, I have a really good short game because I know I have good hands and I know exactly how the ball is going to come out and stuff like that. But I just got really good at what I was good at. And that was some of the shots that I like to hit. And, you know, I, I, cho- I choose to kind of stick with that. And um, my, my deal is like, I, I think I'm better at manipulating my way around a golf course and strategizing in a way that I'm going to beat somebody that has had all the best lessons like the Sean Foley's and whoever else is in the world, because I know that I can beat them. And I know that what I'm doing is the best thing that's for me. And I don't, I don't particularly think that it would be beneficial for, to have someone who I, who has never known me in my entire life to come in and try to change something. Sure. So that's, that's my take on it. And it's really, it's really worked for me through the years. Yeah, it's it's crazy to to me because obviously I'm I'm a you know six seven handicap, mm-hmm. and, and uh, to hear the stories of folks like Tiger Woods, for example, you know obviously mm-hmm. I'll bring him up because he's changed his swing like four or five times. Oh yeah, like it, it's amazing that to, to go through that process, what that would entail to do yeah. that for somebody that that is that good. Yeah. For sure. And, you know, to, to be completely honest with you, like, especially with, you know, like I played three and a half years on the PGA Latin American tour. Like you don't have time to change your swing. Like I swing changes sometimes take years, sometimes take forever. Like yeah. it just depends on kind of what you're doing and if it works for you or whatever. But like I, I have ever since I've been a professional golfer, I have had this urgency to get better every day. Like I I've always wanted to get better instead of worse. And that's kind of, that's another reason why I've never kind of gotten a coach because I feel like if I perfect what I'm good at and know what I'm good at and be able to execute it when I'm under the gun, then that that's, that's it. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm the kind of guy like when my, when I'm on the range and my swing is just not working on the range, mm-hmm. I go, I go back to the golf cart and I go straight to the clubhouse and I get a cooler full of beer <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I may get a transfusion on the way out, but that's, you know, <laughs> right. I'm not playing golf for, for, uh, for, yeah. for a career. That's, I'm not that good. Sure. Um, hey, look, I, I've got a, I've got one question and, and tell me mm-hmm. if this is too much, but you know, there's a lot of people that have no idea what it takes to be a professional golfer. Like what, uh, you know, tell, tell us like, you know, you landed in Panama yesterday or the day before, whatever, mm-hmm. you, whenever you got there, mm-hmm. what, what does your week look like to get ready to start? You know, I know you, you know, you're teeing off tomorrow morning at six fifty. Yeah. Like, for sure. like what, what does your week look like to get ready for that? And then, you know, obviously after this, recording you're probably going to shut her down and get to bed oh absolutely yeah (laughs) so 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 what does that look so what does that look like yeah so for me um especially if i'm out of the country or if i'm flying somewhere that is just further away usually mondays are kind of a travel day and kind of get to get settled get to where you are get registered for the tournament you know if you want to hit some balls to get loose that's fine but nothing nothing about it is strenuous nothing about it is 
Um, very, very important. Honestly, it's just kind of getting yourself acclimated there, especially like if you're, like I said, traveling like to South America or, you know, the longer travel days. Um, and I got, I got in here at like two thirty. came straight to the hotel, had dinner and basically went to sleep. Like, honestly, it was, um, kind of rough just because it, it, because it's so hot here that you, you know, you have to get in your practice like early, like before, you know, the sun really gets too hot. So, so coming to register on Monday, I, I found out that I had one of the first um, pro-am tee times on Wednesday and it was on the front nine. So I had to go play the back nine. So I chose to go up there Tuesday morning, first thing, tee off by like 7.30, have a really slow, like methodical not back nine um, practice round. And it was nice because uh, a couple of my buddies – um, Jared Wolf and Scott Brown were there and we all went and played and it was unbelievable. It was a hell of a day. Nice. Um, but we, uh, and it's, it's a good thing that I went when we did because like everybody and their brother wanted to tee off at the same time. And then, you know, there's no tee times. You just kind of go whatever. Um, and we're on 12 and I look back at 10 T and there's 50 people standing there. So, you know, it, there's there's certain things that you kind of learn through the years. And one thing, if if you're going to go off the back nine on a Tuesday, you better get there early because, it, man, everybody wants to do it. Sure. But, uh, yeah, so after that, you know, kind of hit a few balls. Um, this time of year is kind of when all the new stuff starts to come out um, as in equipment-wise. So, you know, every all the all of the guys are there trying to hand you clubs and stuff and, trying to hand you, you know, the latest and greatest driver and putter and blah, blah, blah. But um, fortunately for me, I've had a couple good weeks and the guys kind of know to kind of stay away if you've, if you've been playing well. So I didn't sure. really have to deal with much of that. Um, but yeah. And like I said, Wednesday, Wednesday was an early pro-am. So early shuttle ride, you know, get out there probably 6 a.m., something like that, tee it up by 7 and I was I was finished with my day today by about eleven thirty. Um, then I came back, you know, to the hotel and get all my stuff together, get the clubs cleaned up, and get ready to go for tomorrow morning. Yeah, start start trying to recover for for the weekend. Yeah, for the week. Exactly. For the rest yeah. Of the week. yeah, that's. I mean, especially especially like I said, it, this week is so hot. So you, truly truly like you could wear yourself out before the golf tournament. Like usually it doesn't really happen too often like that unless you like four or five weeks in a row, but like, this is a fresh week. Like I'm coming off of feeling good. So, I mean, truly like I'm just trying to keep my body like acclimated and um, loose and ready and fresh. Like that's pretty much what I'm trying to do. So, yeah, I think, I think a lot of people who, who don't, who are not familiar that they, they don't, I mean, they think that maybe you, you guys are living this lavish life all the time. <laughs> And yeah. I mean, you're, I mean, you're at a, probably at a beautiful place right now and, and you have been uh, the last couple of weeks, but it's, you know, it, um, it, you know, it's business, you know, you get, get it done, you get back to the hotel and you relax, you know, you, at, you are absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, and let me say like certain weeks are better than other ones. This one, this one's okay because we're basically staying downtown Panama city. So there's all kinds of stuff around here, some great restaurants, and stuff like that. So you have that to look forward to. But when you go to a place like 
I don't know, like Evansville, Indiana. Like there's literally nothing there. So right. you kind of there. There's certain th- certain weeks you look forward to, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, the rule of thumb is you just try to, especially for me, like I just try to keep stay level and you know get my good rest and try to keep my body as fresh as possible for the week. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. Um, well, I know we're short on time, but I, I wanted to uh, just give you a chance to, uh, you know, maybe, you know, maybe give some shout outs to some of your Friars yeah. folks that, that have uh, been a part of your life. And then maybe some of your, you know, sponsors and people that you work with, maybe give them a plug. Cause I know, yeah, I sure. know, I know a lot of those people are, have been instrumental along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I, I guess the first guy that comes to mind is Hayes. Um, he, he, he was the guest speaker here. Um, he was, he was really one of the first people I met when I actually went on a Friars trip. Um, and for good reason, like he, Don put me right in front of him and, uh, it, we immediately hit it off because I'm a Georgia fan and he's an Alabama fan. So that kind of made it better. <laughs> um, but, uh, yes, I am. And, Hayes is just such a good guy. He's um, he's so fun to be around, and his golf game is pretty good most of the time. But that particular day that I played with him, it was awful, <laughs> and he was just the best guy to be around. So when you can when you can play with a guy that's you know a lower handicap and he shoots eighty five and he still has a good time, that's a pretty good guy to be around. And uh, um, and that was that was literally like my first like round with a friar. So um, it made me feel right at home. It made me feel really good. Um, so Hayes is, Hayes is one of my favorite people in the world now. And he literally, literally calls me every week. We, we catch up, we keep up. Um, he's a great, great guy to be around. Um, obviously everyone with the staff of the Friars, man, I mean, it, it doesn't get much better than, than the top of, of them. And especially Don and Kristen and everybody does such a good job. But I mean, Joe Gunnerman for us has, has really kind of changed the game for us with the young pro program. Um, he's, uh, he's really helped me out. Um, especially like with some of the traveling deals and like some of the stuff that we talk about, he's, there, there's not a, there's not a much better guy to, to know, especially with that. Um, another guy that comes (laughs) to mind is, uh, especially in the area that I live in Aiken, South Carolina is Brett Bodie. Uh, he's a, he's a hell of a guy, (laughs) super fun to be around. Um, if you ever want to have a beer with somebody and laugh, that's the guy to do it with. (laughs) <laughs> and uh you know honestly like all the young pros are are really close to each other um but I, i've particularly gotten close to anna um redding she's uh probably one of the most talented people i've ever seen in my life um she's she has just the immense amount of talent that you need in order to kind of do what you do and she uh she just she just has it and it's it's really impressive because for me in my life, I've never been around a woman figure golfer, like a professional golfer that I've ever seen. Like it's always just been the guys and that's just how I was, you know, who I was raised around and all that. But it is so impressive that, and especially Jessica too, like unbelievable people, but even better golfers, like crazy, crazy, super talented golfers. Sure. So if, if anybody listening ever has a chance to play with him, do it because you will you will be highly impressed. I promise you because I was blown away. It was it was super cool to watch and it was really fun to be around. Um, 
I, I guess I'll just throw out my a couple of my sponsors. Um, there's a group called Soterra Group that has helped me out for years, um, but I actually caddied for them initially, and that's how like we got our relationship together. But they've they've sponsored me for the past five years, and their family. Like I I I call them anytime. Like if if I needed something, they would they would jump. You know that that's just how they are, and they have truly helped me out for the past five years, and more than more than I ever would have expected. And they are incredible people. So, um, I'm trying to think of anybody else when I no, and, no. and obviously you, Scott. Of oh, course. Right. yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I I I'm just a nobody that's trying to put together a podcast, man. It's oh, man. but but it's a. Uh, I, I'm I'm honored to be part of the Friars just because uh, I, I enjoy getting to know everybody and and, and I've been lucky to play with you know guys like you and um, you know I, I I played with Anna probably a dozen times because she mm-hmm. she she grew up right here in Charlotte where I live and right and and one of one of the one of the coolest I've played with some pretty cool rounds of golf with with Brandon Matthews up in Jersey oh, yeah. and and, and T Bass and. Right. And I got paired one one afternoon. My buddy Jason Collins and I, we went to the club and it was just two of us. And we said, hey, we just want to get out real quick. And the two of us and try to play nine. And mm-hmm. and the pro was like, well, I've got two spots right now. You got to get to the first tee box. So we we get there and it was Anna Redding and Trevor Cohn. Oh, and, man. And because he's, An- he's a great guy, too, because Anna and Trevor grew up at the same club where I where I, you know, where where we're members and. Gotcha. And uh, what a fun, what a fun afternoon watching those two go at it because one you got oh one ho- you got one hokey with Trevor and you got one Cavalier with Anna, <laughs> and they're already right. talking. Yeah, they're already talking smack and they've got wagers <laughs> on the line. And then, and then we suckered them into playing uh, left right with us. So they had oh, to, perfect. They had to play with us on occasion. So <laughs> it's just fun. It's just fun to watch that kind of golf up close and personal. You know, oh, absolutely. because if you've never seen it. Yeah, it's it's really impressive. It's really impressive. It, it's fun. And and yeah. I, I've, I've been lucky and, uh, you know, I, I was lucky to play with you that in San Antonio. That was a fun day. Yeah, um, man, we, we had a blast. huh? <laughs> I, I, so I think fun. I think that course we played was a was a was a was not so great. But I think our our day was fun. So, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We had a We had a we had a blast for sure. Yeah, it was a good another, time. That, another guy. Another guy I want to shout out if I can. Um Alex Hozier, he's uh he's quickly quickly he's a friar. He's quickly become one of my best friends. Um we we tried to get together like after that San Antonio trip that he actually hosted for everybody at the Briggs Ranch, but um he's uh he's just he's just a hell of a guy and um he actually put me in front of his company that he works for and uh they didn't have anything for 2023, but 2024 is on the radar. So, oh, great. you know, it, it, it's, it's so cool to, you, you just never know who you'll meet and how great people are in the Friars. Like they, they really, a lot of people just really want to help. And, and Alex is one of those, but he's, he's become more than that. He's a great friend of mine now. So that's, that's good stuff. Well, mm-hmm. I, I know we're pressed for time. I know you've got, uh, you've got an early tea time there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be in Augusta in a few weeks with, with Hayes, uh, Jeff and Zuli. We're having a big like Ryder cup event. Um, I'm not at sure. Champions? If at, we're having it at, at champions retreat. Um, oh, that's awesome. 
So I'm going to be there. We're going to have like, you know, 24, I don't know, 24 or so friars. So if you're in the area, love to have you come over and have a, have a cocktail or something if you're oh, around. Oh, my gosh. I absolutely, absolutely would. Yeah. The guys yeah. at Champions are amazing, too. They're so, they're so much fun. Yeah. I what think, are I the think, dates of that? Do you know? I think Hayes said he was flying in a little a day earlier or so. Um, we are coming in the 10th through the 12th of March. Uh, I think Hayes said oh, gosh, he's. Yeah. I think Hayes yeah. is coming in the ninth. Uh, he, he mentioned maybe connected with you already. Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah maybe you could, uh, maybe maybe you could sneak away and play Palmetto with me and Hayes because you oh, know that, he wants to get up there. Oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> is that is that where your home your home course is, or yep, do you play that's where out I there? I play Palm, Palmetto Golf Club. Yeah. Oh, that's it is that, fantastic. That doesn't suck, huh? Oh man, it's so much fun. It is so good. <laughs> Well, that well, I appreciate the uh, the the uh, the invite. I'll, I'll see what I can oh, do. Absolutely. I, I've, uh, I was just I was just mentioning to try to get you to come to Champions for for an afternoon or something, <laughs> have some cocktails. Oh yeah, so. I, yeah, you can count me in on that because <laughs> they uh, they do it right up there for sure. That's good stuff. Well, hey, um, let, let's get off of here. Uh, I think we've got enough going on with this. This has been a great podcast. Really appreciate uh, you jumping on this, jumping on and doing this, especially uh, when you're in the in a in the heart of the season, getting ready to play tomorrow in Panama. And we appreciate everything that you're doing to promote uh, the Friars and the game of golf, man. Absolutely, thanks, Scott. I, I really appreciate you, and um, I really appreciate every everyone in the Friars, and especially supporting the Young Pro Program. It means a lot. Well, best of luck uh, this week, and tell the wife congratulations, and best of luck with the, with the baby on the way. Thanks uh, a lot, this, brother. Yep, Stay in touch. Yep, this is another edition of the Friars Golf Podcast. Support for the Friars Golf Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. Enjoy 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the code TFGPMAN. That's TFGPMAN at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 14 million balls. Driver off the first, you hit it OB. So it's back to the box, hitting three off the tee. Skull wedge to the front of the green, then three putt. I think it's time for.